Welcome back, friends. We are here with a very special guest today, Miss um, Joni, who has an awesome organization. One's Purpose is the name of it, and we wanted to have her on to kind of tell her story and tell the story of how she started this um, anti-human trafficking organization. So thank you for being on, Joni. Well, thank you, three amazing people, for inviting me on. This is an honor, and I'm just honored to know three amazing people out in the world, you know, trying to make a difference and shine light into the dark places. So thank you, three, for what you do. Absolutely. Well, we thank you for what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Why don't we start, because so many people don't probably even know what human trafficking is. Why don't we start with, you know, what's, what's the, what's kind of the definition that you go with as far as, you know, when you have your talks, cause I know you do a lot of community service work and stuff. So, you know, how would you describe what human trafficking is? So human trafficking is where force fraud or coercion is used. Um, and, when money is exchanged, a commercial sex act um, takes place. Um, you know, force, that's pretty obvious. If someone is forcing you to into a situation, uh, it's one thing. Fraud, fraudulently or coercion, coercing you to do something, you know, feeding you the dreams, feeding you what you want to hear and know and um, what they feel that you should know to do things that you normally wouldn't do in exchange for money. Well, they really throw everything out there, right? You're, anytime you're trying to just dangle a carrot to get somebody to to go, you know, we've talked to some people on our last couple of episodes that have said, you know, they, they were trying to make it big in the world and, and, and there was an opportunity that came up, you know, and and that opportunity turned dark pretty quick. And that seems to be how it happens. Is that what you find? Yes, and uh, the Romeo pimp or, you know, the uh, Mr. Wonderful boyfriend um, or even a friend, you know, female friend, female friend or male friend, male friend, they befriend you and pull you into the game that way, too. So it's not just men that are traffickers. Women are, too. I find it fascinating because it, how, how much do people really think about this on a daily basis? Uh, and I don't think it's very much, but if you could kind of paint a picture for us of how much of this is going on in the world, how much of this is going on locally where you're at, that type of thing. I mean, is this as big of a deal as, as we're painting it to be here on this show? Cause we're saying human trafficking is a huge problem in our, in our country and in the world. Are you finding that? Is that true? Very true. And nobody wants to believe that human trafficking is real, that it's happening right here in our own backyard, in our own community, where we have big events, where we are a college town, um, you know, where we have weed farms. You know, there's a lot, a lot that goes on here that people don't know about, but they are becoming more aware. And Oregon is known um, is a hot spot to come because we have naive women and children here, which is sad. So that's why we like to go out and bring education and awareness to the youth 
and talk about it and you know on social media too you know the games and things like that but it's everywhere and um, it's it's everywhere and it is big and I didn't want to believe it seven years ago you know when I started talking about it and then like human trafficking that's a thing that happens here like I was naive and I thought that only happens it's horrible but it doesn't happen here it happens overseas and that would never happen to me you know and no that is all wrong and I learned real quick so what got you started in in doing the one's purpose stuff like what was was there an event or was there something that happened to get you started so I was journaling one morning and I felt like God gave me the name one's purpose every one person has a purpose and if we all come together and do something we can make a difference so I'm thinking great we can make shirts and blogs and do you know cards of encouragement and um, my daughter and I would go into hospitals we'd go around town and just leave cards of encouragement all around town well then um, I had an experience with so-called boyfriend, Mr. Wonderful, Mr. Romeo, who would do everything um, for me and my daughter, you know, clean out my garage, detail my car, buy my daughter clothes, but not me, buy my daughter a dog, um, you know, just very, very kind of too good to be true type things. And um, so one night he uh, was on his way from Portland to our place to visit us and he ended up getting arrested on the way and he called me and he said he got pulled over he's being detained and I'm like what being detained what did for what and then the next thing you know the officer gets on the phone and is calling me Mrs. so-and-so it'll just be a sight and release you can come and get him and I'm like Mrs. like what and I like, told his whole family that we were going to get married. I was the missus, the whole thing. It was a whole big story that I didn't even know about. And I just thought that, you know, we were friends. I wasn't even ready to like really date, but, um, anyway, so then, uh, I get in the car. My daughter was 14 at the time. And, uh, there's a lot of events that led up to it, the grooming process and befriending my daughter, growing trust and, you know, we were going to do Bible study together. And I was, oh, what topic do we want to do Bible study on? And he says, trust. <laughs> um, so that's, I mean, he's telling me, you know, what he's doing. He's building our trust. Um, so that night we get in the car. And my daughter's like, no, I don't, I don't like him. I don't want to go get him, whatever. And it's like, we'll just get in the car. So we get in the car, I grab the steering wheel. It's pouring down rain. And I was like, Lord, just tell me, give me a sign. What is going on? Like, you know, for real. My phone rings, and no lie, my phone rings. Hey, sis, we heard so-and-so was around you and your daughter. Are you guys okay? And I'm like, okay, yeah, great. Uh-huh, everything's fine. Bye. And I'm like, what? And I turn around. Next thing you know, his mom's calling me. Oh, honey, it'll be a sight and release. It'll be out in no time. And I mind you, his family was planning to move my daughter and I to Texas because my daughter was the only child and she could be around more cousins her age in Texas. Um, we're still moving to Texas. Everything will be okay. Now, mind you, this woman would call me, pray with me, speak in tongues, the whole thing, right? Um, 
And then other family members got on the phone and it was just very bizarre. And I'm like, you know, I got to go. <laughs> like, so I go home and I'm like, okay, God, what is going on? And the next day my sister calls and she's like, I know you're a very loving and forgiving person, but did you know that he's a level three sex offender? I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Did, I didn't even know. I'm like, what does that even mean? And I, his record is like, no joke, huge. And trafficking teenagers from, you know, 12 to 15, Washington, Oregon, California, Texas, and his mom is in on it. So it's a family business. So I can't even, I just thought like, well, I instantly started throwing up and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want anybody to think that I was putting my daughter intentionally in a situation. I had no idea. And if he wouldn't have been arrested, I had, you know, DHS, the sheriff and, um, the police, some other law enforcement coming, thinking I was in cahoots with him to traffic my daughter. And that's what he was trying to do was to have that image to, you know, look like we're together and then trap my daughter. Because behind my back, he's showing my daughter wads of money and, you know, hey, you want, um, you want me and my friends to come to your school? We can pick you up, bring all these fancy cars and, you know, da, 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 and, you know, pull in all the friends and do that. So, you know, I was like what? And you did all this behind my back, you know, like, come on. Um, so I just instantly started like, oh my gosh, what is human trafficking? And I just started doing research after research and started reaching out to other organizations and, oh my gosh, this is a thing. And I'm like, okay, well I have one's purpose website. Like I'm just gonna, I thought that was going to be for something else. I'm just going to use it. So I started sharing what is grooming, control, manipulation, trauma bonding, and I just started firing that stuff up. And again, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know the grooming process. I know the, you know, the psychological manipulation that happens. And I just was sharing that stuff and sharing. Um, I had people from all over the United States reaching out to me saying, thank you for speaking out. Here's my story. I've never shared it. Would you share it? Just don't use my name. And I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, it's way bigger than me. Um, so, right. Yeah. So I was going to say, you, you mentioned grooming. Can you go into a little bit more detail of what, what the grooming process kind of looks like? So befriending and building trust. That is what they, they all like to do is to build your trust and to slowly break your walls down. And then, you know, if you, my daughter's father wasn't around and so, then there's an angle to work. So then there's that. And that's, you know, a lot. I've done more research and more studies and I've talked with um, ex-pimps and that is exactly what they do. I was told that church girls are the coldest. Um, so they go to church to pull the good girls um, and they will sit there and they will watch all of your vulnerabilities, your insecurities. And like I said, they'll just spend time listening to you. And you, know, you just keep talking, they keep listening and you're like, hmm, hmm, taking notes and I'll come back and work that angle. Oh, well, she's mad at her dad because of this. Well, I'll swoop in and I'll save the day and I'll be Mr. Wonderful, you know, too good to be true type thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So like the buying of the dog, the buying of the clothes, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Paying for dinner, opening the door, you know, walking on the outside, doing all the gentleman things. But then it got weird, like ordering for me. I'm like, I don't like that. Like, can I order what I want? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and, you know, we would go into places too that knew me. And then all of a sudden he's in the picture and he's saying, well, this is my soon to be wife. And I'm like, what? How did I miss that? I don't even have a ring. Like what just happened? And they're looking at me and I'm like, what? Like, that's weird. But they're so good that they just kind of like switch gears real quick on you. It's very, the, the manipulation and the, um, the mind games are real. And I would always say like, I felt, and this sounds so weird, but I felt like I was under a spell when I was around him. So. Yeah. Wow. So then, then it seems like he almost tried to isolate you by let's move to Texas. Let's get you away from your friends, your family who's here and, and move to Texas where you can be mm -hmm. around my family. Loving yeah. Seemingly now in on. Right. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. know, wow. you wanted a big family. Oh yeah. I got a big family in Texas. Your daughter will have all these cousins that she can hang out with and go to school with. And you know, I love the sun and oh, it's always sunny and warm there. And you know, all those little things they listen to and then they play off of them. Yeah. Is there any validity to, I've heard several people mention that they will purposely target somebody who doesn't have a huge support system or like a father that's not in the picture or something like that. Those are kind of like prime targets. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, anybody's a target. I mean, my parents are still together. I have a huge support system and this joker still crept in, but yet everybody was like, there's something off about him. And then I'm like, Oh, he's so great and wonderful. And I just feel like an idiot, but you know, it's, they are very good at what they do. And so, you know, I got so close and then thankfully, you know, God snatched him away and dealt with him and the, the shame, the embarrassment that I felt only going through that whole psychological thing, you know, can you even imagine that plus being trafficked? Like that's a whole thing too, like on another level. So it's wild how people, um, don't even think about this. This isn't on the forefront of people's minds. I mean, we're, we're hearing, you know, statistics, reading statistics of, of hundreds of thousands of children and women and uh, men even that are going missing all over the world all the time. And, um, you know, we just kind of have been lulled to sleep a little bit, almost like the media is just rocking us to sleep until we uh, just aren't paying attention to really anything. And then we're in our little slave system where we go to work and we do our thing and then we go home and we make dinner and we play with the kids a little bit, maybe do some homework, go to bed, start it all over again, you know, and that kind of lulling people to sleep so that these nefarious actors can have their playground on the outside um, of, of our awareness. It's very crazy. And it's wild to me that we're not 
now that we're waking up to this, now that we're seeing this, I'm hoping that more and more people will come out with stories and continue to send you um, their stories because their your story, their stories impact other people, especially people that feel that shame that you were talking about, where you feel so dumb for falling for this, you know, you feel, but that shame a lot of times keeps people from wanting to share their story or wanting to educate and bring it to the forefront of people's mind. And uh, so I'm glad that you're providing people an opportunity to share mm-hmm. those messages and, and by giving your story as a source of truth and, and strength. Well, and here's the thing too, that like on that note, did you know how many people said to me, <laughs> Um, how could you let that happen to you? You have such a good head on your shoulders. And I'm like, wait, what? Excuse you? And I'm thinking, and again, I only went through that grooming process. How dare you say that to somebody who has been trafficked? Like, come on, people. Sorry to cut you off, but that just reminded me of that point, too. Is like... No, that's so true. That's a perfect point, you know, and, and, and people that are trafficked are, um, man, they're taken outside of their normal world and they're put into a place where it seems nice at first and then it gets worse and worse and worse until you maybe find yourself, uh, as a sex worker or all of these different things. And you, you know, you, you don't understand why a person would be like, why did you fall for that? Because this is these people's full-time job. This is what they do. I mean, if you call me to come do something for you and it's my profession, I'm going to get it done and I'm going to do it well. And I'm going to bring all the right tools and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, it, it's not shocking that these people can do this. This is what they do. Full-time is traffic people. Yeah. And, you know, you can sell a gun one time, it's gone. You sell a drug one time and it's gone. But how many times can you sell a person? Which is so disgusting. And then if you have three to five people making you that money, I mean, it's just like, what? Like, it was so hard for me seven years ago to wrap my mind around it. And, uh, yeah. I've never really thought about it like that before. Yeah, yeah. That's... You can sell. I mean, that's why a person is such a commodity. You know, is they're so valuable because you can you can sell them so many different times for for a long time. I mean, people, mm-hmm. if you if you take them to the brink of death and bring them back and brink of death and bring them back, you're you're prolonging that process. Unfortunately. Um, to be able to make as much money as possible. It's a, such a sick and twisted business model that you almost can't wrap your head around the fact that it is happening, but it's happening, guys. Mm-hmm. It's happening out there every single day. She's proof. She's here right here with us telling you the stories. It's, it's, it's happening. And I know you've got plenty more stories, I'm sure. And you can, I mean, there's an app for everything, right? There's the app for ordering pizza and whatever. Well, there's apps to ordering. What kind of person do you want? What kind of service do you want? Like, just not on the dark web, just out there. So it's uh, fully accessible. Um, and 
right now, you know, the whole sugar daddy talk is going around and I don't know, you guys probably been hit up a few times in your, you know, in your DMs or whatever. Hey, da, da, da. you know, I get those. My daughter's like, mom, here, look, I got another one. And I was like, what? And, um, so again, I've been talking to other, um, survivors and yeah, that's the new thing now. So pimps don't have to work that hard. It's the sugar daddies coming in through the social media and getting the younger kids uh, hooked and, you know, you want money to play these games. Well, here you go. I'll send you this. And then, you know, OnlyFans. There's so many different apps and, you know, any app where you can communicate with someone is an open door for a predator. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, um, I don't have a similar story as you, but I do in the sense that I had a a boyfriend that was very good at manipulation, pulled me away from my family, you know, not just not a good human. And I saw a lot of, I saw the pimps, I saw the prostitutes um, and they were using at that time, Craigslist was a big, a big, you know, you put out your ad and the amount of men, usually men, sometimes women, but the amount of people who responded to those ads was mind blowing. I mean, so how do we stop? How do we stop those people from wanting mm. those sex acts? Because then we can shut down the pimps. And you know, how do we stop the jobs? Right? If there wasn't a demand, you know, there's a demand for it. So yeah, so why? So who's buying? That's the thing. Oh, doctors, lawyers, nurses. Um, I know a woman who was trafficked in in our area in the 60s for rent money. I mean, so this has been going, I mean, it's in the Bible too. I mean, this has been going on for a very long time. So, so what can we do? So we need to talk about it. We need to shine the light on it. We need to talk to our children about it. And, you know, stranger danger, really? No, it's pretty much the tricky people. And the people that, you know, are too good to be true or very nice, you know, and that's sad. It's like, what? You know, but who, who can you trust? Who can you rely on? You know, but that gut feeling, you know, Holy Spirit <laughs> telling you, exit, <laughs> you know, listen to that. Don't, oh, but they're a good person. Oh, they'll change. Oh, they didn't mean it. No, they did. They're telling you what, you know, covert narcissists and traffickers are very similar. And um, they're very dangerous and very good at what they do. And the isolation like you talked about, yeah, and they'll get you, they'll get, um, you know, even I'll try to get your mom to turn on you, you know, the ones closest to you so that you're real core. And that's their... The, your core, you know, dissolves, but then it's just your trafficker um, is all that you have to rely on because they love you. They care about you. They'll make sure that you have food and clothes, and but you better not come back until you bring X amount of money. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about the drug component? Because I know that was kind of introduced a little bit too because, you know, these people have to have a way to cope with what they're going through. So drugs and alcohol and all that stuff is fairly prevalent 
because I mean, I know Bethany had some dealings with some of that stuff. Cause it's like, you have to numb yourself somehow, you know, you, you have to still sit down and eat dinner. You have to still, you know, go to the grocery store and be, be somewhat normal. So the, the only way they can do that is by, you know, numbing with medication or whatever. So there, there, I, a lot of the, um, survivors that I know were not allowed to use drugs or alcohol because they had to be able to respond quickly and be with it. And then there's others who that their trafficker gets them addicted to that and they get in that cycle. But the majority just from my own experience that I've worked with is that they are not allowed to have alcohol or drugs. But then once they get out the game, then that's when those problems start because the coping and the numbing and, you know, flashbacks, all that. And, you know, another crazy part to my story that I don't really share a lot is um, I actually lived (laughs) with an ex-pimp and his wife who he trafficked. Um, I actually trafficked two women and one of them was murdered and he ended up marrying, um, his now wife, they're out the game. They're doing amazing. He's a Christian rapper. Um, she's amazing too. Their son is graduating from high school. So I'm going to that, but it's been amazing how God just has orchestrated. So I lived with them and I learned a lot and they shared a lot with me about the life, the game. And I was like, listen, is, is, was this guy really doing, cause I felt dumb, stupid, all that stuff, right? Like, how could I fall for that? Was he really doing that? And like, oh yeah, Jones, that's what we do. We read books in prison and how to manipulate women. And I'm like, what? And so then, you know, he was like, oh yeah, he, you know, your daughter, 14, that's prime age. You know, that's when we want to get him in the game. And you know, then get them addicted to the lifestyle because then they get the addiction to the adrenaline rush, you know, and it's just, yeah. So the younger that you can get them, the more money they make. And it's so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild because it's international too. You know, we've got these, you know, local sex rings, but then you've got international trafficking where they're taking kids from Haiti and, and moving them over to here. And, and your people are selling children. We know there's all the pedophile symbols that we talked about with eyes on the right. Um, all of the hollow Hollywood symbology for pedophilia and all these different things. It's starting to come out more and more in the news every day. I mean, they were, they just found something the other day. It was like, a um, I think they were organ harvesting children, um, children's organs, stuff like that. They just found something like that. I can't remember where it was. I think it was in Ukraine. But, um, you know, this stuff is happening all over the world. And and, and we're not only talking about sex working, we're talking about um, basically like slavery. And, and, and then we're also talking about um, mules, drug mules, you know, organ harvesting, all of these things are, are really happening out there. And, and we, as not only people, but as Christians should be seeking to find ways that we can help with this problem, help make our communities safer. You know, we can talk about 
and figure out like who, who are the predators in our town and, and what can we do to minimize the risk? You know, what's the, who are the predators in our bigger cities next to us? You know, those type of things and what, and what's going on over there and how can we safeguard our communities and how can we stop this problem? And I know that there's a lot of people online nowadays talking about um, child trafficking, human trafficking, and everything like that. And it's starting to come out and people are really starting to push this message out there. Um, but the unfortunate piece is everybody gets censored all the time, you know, and nobody wants to hear about it or you or you you're driving somewhere and you see this thing on a stall in a bathroom that says if you're in trouble you know call call this number you know blah 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 um time out yeah go time ahead out. Has anyone has anyone called that no <laughs> i was just about to say uh you probably shouldn't call that number <laughs> this is there you're probably walking right into the lion's den you know it's like this is this is the type of stuff where we have to pay attention. We have to know. We can't be lulled to sleep anymore. We're not allowed to put our head in the sand anymore. These mm -hmm. these things are out in the open, and now we need to acknowledge them. And once we acknowledge them, then we need to go to action because that's what Jesus tells us to do. He tells us to go to action, to help the widows and the orphans. And if human trafficking was a huge thing back then, he would have said the human trafficking victims help them too. I guarantee you because Jesus' heart was for the children. You know, what did he say about the millstone around the neck of the yep. person that hurts or harms these children? Um, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that are going to have some explaining to do. Yes. And, you know, like you were talking about being lulled to sleep, you know, how we're just out and about at the grocery store. And, you know, what are we doing? Wherever we're at, we're like on our phone and we're all distracted and all this stuff going on. And then when COVID happened and everybody had a mask on and okay, so are we not looking people in the eye anymore? Are we not like being sincere and just that being sincere and asking someone, are you okay? Um, how are you? You know, just engaging with someone like what happened to that? You know, it's just, it's sad, but those little things is something because people think, oh my gosh, I got to go in. I got to do a rescue. I got to pull somebody out. No, first of all, like pray, prayer is huge. Um, I mean, so pray for those that are enslaved, pray for, you know, for your children, for the youth, for the community, you know, that's huge. And, you know, get involved, volunteer, learn more, share a post. I mean, just don't get overwhelmed. Like there's too big and I can't do anything. You know, you can do one thing, one, you know, every day do one thing. And that's more, you know, more than, you know, most people are doing. Yeah, that's your one days, purpose so. for the day. Yep. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's crazy how, you know, I'm like, one's purpose. Okay, God, I'll just run with it. And do you know, I mean, I had Xfinity over at the house and the guy asked what I, what I do. And I told him and he was like, what? He's like, well, you know, how do I get involved? What can I, I need a purpose. And I, and I'm like, and that's, you know, I've had so many like, um, 
older people in um, retirement homes painting rocks or writing cards of encouragement or making blankets like see those little things like they all add up so you know use your gifts and talents to help the cause and help make a difference yeah absolutely yeah it's such a huge deal and we do have um, this Saturday and then also July 8th, we've partnered with Performance Martial Arts in Springfield with um, Professor Ben Baxter. And he is going to, just for one's purpose, he's, you know, once a month going to do jujitsu self-defense classes for survivors, victims, youth, whoever um, wants to get involved and come out and learn some jujitsu and get involved and stay in jujitsu and just learn those, you know, simple things that, you know, your body can do to help protect yourself. So that's coming up. That's exciting. Um, you know, and people can get involved even doing that to how to protect yourself and how to talk to your kids, you know, um, you know, we can talk about that at some point, too. But there are so many things. Um, then we're doing an outreach in Salem, July 29th, um, with Be Bold Ministry. They're amazing ministry. I don't know if you guys know them. Um, but y'all should plug in July 29th, too. Hit the streets in Salem. We need to do that yeah. here, yeah. too. Um, because, you know, going out, we've been going out holding signs. You know, that's great. Brain awareness to it but you know it's time to take it back to the roots of how it started and that was me going on the streets in eugene in salem in portland and reaching the people and just giving out cards of encouragement sack lunches talking to people that's it just talking having a conversation and reminding people that they are loved that they were born on purpose for purpose with purpose and you know you you can do something and you can change your life and you know if they need help if they need resources then boom there we are and we can help so yeah that's coming up too so there's you know a lot of things that people can do um i got a whole list of like <laughs> 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 go to work if you need you know need community service hours i got you. <laughs> that's awesome and then also at the end of august we're gonna do um like end of the summer august 26th home run derby never been done before um been done in texas a few times um but we're gonna bring it up here and do it it's gonna it should be super fun so family friendly fundraising event um so that's coming up too but you know another way to just plug in get involved get your kids involved um and just that's the thing is talk to them this happens you know how many times i go into middle school and high school and talking and you know age appropriate right but they know (laughs) the lingo they know they know more than you know parents think that they do so parents please 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 (laughs) talk to your kids you know and don't just you know go up to them and be like oh are you doing this no just sit down oh what new app do you have how to use that app oh cool do your friends have that well you know and just have a conversation i think we like overthink it and make it too hard but just eye contact, being friendly with people, talking to our kids, like basic stuff. Yeah, well, we <laughs> didn't use, 
we used to be able to our, offend our children and and <laughs> and let them know that we had a standard and that they needed to meet it but now it's all about their feelings and their emotions and we don't want their emotions to be hurt we'll allow them to get trafficked on an app but we won't hurt their feelings by taking away the app you know what i mean or or doing the necessary things as parents that we need to do and i think our society has caused us to get to the point where we're terrible parents because we're all afraid of what somebody's going to say if we yell at our kids in public it's like no i wish somebody would yell at their kids in public sometimes there's kids all over the place that are being crazy and reckless and we need to get these kids back in line because again with being lulled to sleep they're they're telling you how to parent based on how they want your kids to become and so don't fall for that yeah it's ridiculous here why don't you train them to be a perfectly uh submissive person uh for me and then i will pass them along the line you know it's like you you have to let these kids know that there's boundaries there's rules there's all of these different things and if your kid gets out of line when it comes to an app or all of these different things that's your right as a parent and your duty mm -hmm. for that matter to do something about it but you're not your friend child. you're not your child's <laughs> friend yes yeah. That's our job, yes. right? As parents. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to do. You know, we're supposed to be the shield in front of our in front of our child, saying, Nobody comes in here and messes with this child. And and that goes for online, goes for the video games, goes for the texting right. apps, the ones that you know they have and the ones you know that they don't have. What about the phones? How many extra phones does your kid have? You know, I took my daughter's phone away one time and she had another one. And but it's no, just like she had three other ones. Yeah, three other ones. Yeah. It's like we have to be paying attention. These kids are these kids are trying to be sneaky because they want to go out and have fun, but they're gonna get themselves into a situation where you're never gonna see them again, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And so what's more important? That's my message for today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather have my child be upset with me than not come home, you know, mm -hmm. and then, you know, do you let your kids have sleepovers? I mean, do you really know the parents? Do you really know what goes on behind closed doors over there? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's sad that, I mean, I guess it's sad, but it's not sad because it's been going on for a long time. So now I guess, you know, we're more aware of it mm -hmm. and we're more cautious but just keep that open communication with your kids. And then, yeah, if, you know, and please, you think that they share their social media with you, like, you know, their Snapchat with you. No, they got like four others, and, oh, you yeah. know. So, I mean, they think they're slick. Yeah, <laughs> they try. They're trying, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So where can people find the information to get in touch with you if they have questions about what you're doing or, you know, are you, where are you at online? All of those different things. Yeah. So as my daughter says, Facebook is for old people. We're on mm -hmm. Facebook. Uh, <laughs> so one's purpose, O-N-E-S purpose. And then uh, Instagram, O-N-E-S underscore purpose. We're on Twitter, but, you know, it's a lot to manage all that because we really yeah. are 
boots on the ground. Um, but our website, onespurpose.org or .com, either one, it'll go there. So and that's then, what you need. You need somebody to manage your social media for you. See, I got lips. <laughs> so, I mean, they're kind of what you get. Oh, you're a techie guy. Well done. <laughs> 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 <That's funny. laughs> so, yeah, they're, I mean, yeah, the website. Um, but like I said, we're going back to the roots of more outreach and more, you know, we got to get out here. And I took some time away from social media and I cannot even begin to tell you like what God did during that time was amazing. And, um, you know, two lives were saved. Um, so yeah, boots on the ground is the real deal and what's going on in your community. Cause people, you know, get caught up in the trends and the, this and the, that and what's happening and mold to sleep or lost and, you know, scrolling and, you know, but go out and see what's going on and see how you can just, you know, touch one person's life that day. Yeah. You may have saved somebody's life from committing suicide. Yeah. Yeah. And you, so you offer some other services, right? To these, because you have survivors that come to you in need and you're there for them and you offer, I, I saw you offer equestrian therapy what are some of the other things that you offer to these amazing people that have decided, you know what, enough is enough and I'm done with this life? Yeah. So what do you need? So talking to that person, cause no person is trafficked the same and no person heals the same. So, okay. What do you need? Mm -hmm. And so we will address, you know, those needs. Do you need therapy? We have, um, a therapist, amazing therapist. Um, we have equine therapy. Um, we have just, if you want to go ride horses as well. Um, even their kids, you know, we have, uh, jujitsu, basketball, dance, art, um, primary care, doctor, chiropractic care, massage, hairdresser. So like we have an amazing team ready to, you know, jump in and how can we help? What do you need? And we'll make the connections. And, you know, if we don't have something, then we have resources to connect. Um, but it is, you know, there's no housing really. Um, that's a whole other story. So in the meantime, you know, are you safe? Do we need to get you somewhere else? Well, then, you know, that takes time to, to relocate someone and going through that process through COVID, a lot of places have shut down. So, um, I've actually, we've revamped our resources and team that helps with that too. So it's just an individual basis, but we got a lot of amazing people willing to jump in and help. And like I said, if we don't have it, we'll figure it out and find it and make sure that person gets taken care of. That's awesome. That's amazing. It's so cool to hear that there's that resource out there for people. And, and, and I'm hoping that if there's not a resource like this in your area, whoever you are, wherever you're listening, maybe you could start one. Mm -hmm. Maybe God's putting it on your heart for a reason. Maybe you're listening to this message right now for this purpose. And all of a sudden something in your heart saying, I got to do this. Um, maybe it's time to step up and step out and get it done. Um, we are, we are the people, we are the ones that Jesus, 
decides to use. Every time you uh, read through the Bible, you will find God using people to further his purpose. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. Mm-hmm. God very rarely comes down and does stuff himself. In fact, he did it probably twice in the Bible. He mm-hmm. created, and then he came down and fixed it with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that God has done for you. Um, now it's time to realize that he uses people to get these missions done, and he knows that there's a problem. He already knows that. He's wondering if you know and what you're willing to do about it. And uh, and that's for each and every one of us to to answer. That's a question that we have on our hearts right now. So thank you so much for coming on and giving us some of your time to share and uh, just, you know, open our eyes, open our minds to the fact that this is happening, but also um, sharing your very real story. I know that's very difficult and impactful, but I understand what it does when, when that message is shared. Um, it really, it really breaks people's heart and lets them realize what is really going on and how close you could have come. And now your mission is, is that of, uh, hope and purpose and all those things. So that's so great. We're so thankful for you taking the time. Yeah. Well, thank you. And if anybody, like you said, wants to start something in their area, I mean, Colorado just started something in their area. We have people in Texas starting something. So, you know, we'll help you put that together and get it going too. So, you know, that's one thing that God did tell me, Oregon and beyond. So, you know, if God's speaking to you now, it's time to obey. (laughs) Preach. Obey. (laughs) Don't get me started. I try to keep it calm. That's awesome. Oh, so awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joni. Mm -hmm. Um, We look forward to having you on again, maybe kind of as an update later on after the summer's over. We just scratched the surface. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is is just a a little bit of information to get everybody's feet wet. So, and if you have any survivors that have a story that they want to tell, um, they are welcome to come on this podcast and mm-hmm. tell their stories. Mm-hmm. That's okay. kind of why we started this, you know, to have other other people on that we can um, have them share their experiences, whether it be human trafficking or uh, they just had a Santeria guy on talking about the things that he went through. We had a Satanist, uh, ex-Satanist on, tell his experience. Um, so yeah. if there's somebody out there that you know of, that wants to tell their story, send them our way. Cause we, we're getting fringy out here. Yeah. We want to <laughs> get their information out. Yeah. Um, cause you know, your story, like Rick said, may open up somebody's heart to, to want to tell their story because there is shame and guilt. And I totally know what you mean when you say that, hmm. cause I've been there. Um, but the Lord uses us all in, unique ways so we love you we appreciate you Mm -hmm. and we will link all of your information your website your instagram all that good stuff in the show notes so that people can go find you yeah um, and reach out if they if they want to or need or need help or want to get to work right (laughs) (laughs) no pressure no pressure pressure. yeah yeah thank you all so much (laughs) yeah of course all right you guys that has been a fun one and uh hopefully you guys learned a lot and uh hopefully you will reach out and contact 
uh, if you have some questions or issues. So with that, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.